we can see that there were people wondering what had happened. And today there are people still entangled in that question. There are still people that have tried over the years and try still to disprove the resurrection. They get tangled up in it. But nobody has been able to disprove it. And what often happens is the people that set out to do that end up believing its truth. The early morning visitors to the tomb that morning, the women, did not expect Jesus to be alive. They expected him to be dead. They had seen him killed on Friday and they had waited through the Sabbath day and approached that early morning to the place where he had been laid. They expected to find a tomb closed and containing his body. They were expecting to anoint his body with spices, possibly with some nard. One last final act of service to the one they had loved and followed. But when they arrive, something is not right. The tomb is open and the stone has rolled away. Okay, but is the body still there? They look inside and it's gone. We can all, I'm sure, imagine how their minds must have been racing through the many possibilities. Luke says they were wondering about this, and I suspect that might be some sort of understatement. How can they square the circle of this empty tomb? And then at the point of their confusion, two men, two angels appear and terrify them further still. Why do you look for the living among the dead, they say. He is not here. He has risen. Perhaps in their grief and their fear, they still can't quite take in what they've just been told. And the angels say, remember. Remember. Remember what he told you. Remember that he said he would be handed over to sinners Remember that he said he would be crucified. And remember that he said he would raise from the dead. And when they remember, it all slots into place. They remember the words that Jesus had spoken whilst they followed him and they listened to his teaching. The shock and the wondering of their arrival at the tomb is forgotten And they rush to tell the others. It has all become crystal clear. Except the others who had all heard the same teaching didn't believe them. They think the women are talking nonsense. Verse 9 tells us that they told the others everything. So the others were given the reminder to remember. But they still did not believe. The women had the clarity with remembering, but the others, they took a lot longer. But Peter, he was willing to at least investigate. He went to the tomb. He took a look. He saw that what the women had said was right. The stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. But in verse 12, he was still wondering. 
he was still wondering. And it doesn't end there. If we were to go on in chapter 24, we read the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. They remained in disbelief at the testimony of these women. They say, the women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. And they came and told us they had seen the vision of angels who said he was alive. They were amazed, but they didn't believe. And then Jesus' reply was swift and blunt. How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that prophets have spoken. Remember what you have been taught, he says. Now, some of these women are even named by Luke. They are women who were known to the disciples. They were recognized among his followers. They were part of his entourage. And two of them, we are even told in Luke chapter 8, gave financially to support the mission of Jesus. They were not strangers to this group. And yet there is still disbelief and wondering at their testimony. Now, as many of you may know, women at the time were not eligible to be legal witnesses. They could not be trusted, apparently. We can have a conversation about that later if anybody still thinks that's true. But Jesus was not like that. He clearly expected them to be believed. He clearly wanted them to bring the message to the disciples and the followers in, Mark, in Matthew 28, they are specifically told by the angelic visitors to witness to what they have seen. They are told, go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. And then Jesus meets them and reiterates it himself. He says to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see him. So they had to tell. They were told to tell the disciples, and the disciples didn't believe them. But how could they have kept it to themselves anyway? They spoke of everything they had seen, but the others thought it was nonsense. I can't even begin to imagine the frustration they must have felt. But Jesus has been defying expectations all Holy Week. He rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, not the stallion of a powerful political leader. He allowed himself to be betrayed, arrested, tried, and crucified to the horror and shock of his followers. And in his resurrection, if only they had remembered, he would, they would know he was not defying expectations. but he chose to first reveal his risen self to a group of people, women, whose society were, were, was predisposed not to believe. If you were going to make up a story in the first century of something as nonsensical as the resurrection, you would not choose women to be your first witnesses. That would make no sense. But Jesus, even here, is defying expectations. We do live in a society which we know is becoming increasingly secularized. 
We live in an age of unbelief. Many people are predisposed not to believe the resurrection and seemingly predisposed not to believe that religion is for them, it is for other people. Predisposed to think that those who give testimony to the reality of the resurrection of Jesus and the reality of a relationship with him in their lives today are somehow deluded, weak, or foolish. But like the women, Christ still gives us, if we are his followers, the task of witnessing to this truth, the truth of the resurrection and all that it means, the breaking of chains, the transversing of the chasm between God and humanity. <coughs> Excuse me. See, just... <coughs> Can you hear me? I feel a bit, I'm sorry, I've gone a bit croaky. So the women had this incredibly frustrating time telling the disciples, Jesus is alive. We've seen him. We've seen the angelic messengers. The tomb is empty. And thankfully, it didn't take too long for the disciples to catch up. The men finally caught up with the women. I'll just throw that out there. Whether people believe our message or not, the message is still the truth. The women were right. The disciples were right. Christ has risen from the dead. The gospel is still the good news that Jesus is alive, that he has conquered death, that sin is defeated and the chains are broken. But this morning, if you are somebody who is still wondering, still not convinced of the truth, I urge you to be like Peter. He wasn't convinced at first, but he decided to go and investigate and take a look in the tomb. I suspect he dared to hope it was true. Whatever or whoever brought you here this morning, I think God brought you here, whatever you may think. And it may be your chance to look like Peter into the empty tomb and to remember what the Bible says. Take a look at the prophecies that were fulfilled in the life of Jesus. Take a look at all he said and did. Take a look at the testimony of lives that are transformed by coming to faith in Christ. Take a look at all the failed attempts to discredit the truth of the resurrection. Take a look at your own heart and know that despite its sin and secrets, the chains that might entangle you, he loves you and invites you. Johnny Erickson Tarder said, I am not a Christian because of what it does for me, but because it is true. I am not a Christian because of what it does for me, but because it is true. And I pray that everybody here would be able to give that testimony. And if you want to take a look, if you want to ask questions and ask 
is it true? It is the most important question you can ask in your life. Please feel free to speak to me or any of the deacons today, and we would love to chat with you. Because I am not a Christian. It doesn't do a lot for me, but because it is true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I urge you, like Peter, take a look. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, on this day of resurrection, thank you that there was space for everybody. That in the wandering of what had happened, even amongst your closest disciples, you gently said, remember what I said. You gently invite us to look at all that you said and did and recognize the truth of who you are. Open our hearts Mature us in our faith that we may proclaim your resurrection in our lives day by day. Amen.